am spectacular. You are spectacular. We are spectacular friends. Uh, hello, friends. <laughs> Hey guys! <laughs> Welcome to the most spectacular podcast. I'm Drew Molino, and my name is Paul Davis Griffin. Um, this is the podcast where both of us we uh, meet up in person, and then we have uh, really rough, hard sex, and we and just it's... record the whole thing in audio format, and then we upload it to our podcast station. It's, it's a new thing, you know. I mean, a lot of people are getting into it on Pornhub and X Videos and all those wonderful websites. Yeah, well, there's um, been this issue for like quite a while where people are into porn, but they don't like watching the gross, yeah. sweaty, you know. So yeah, you just kind of so, want to listen in, you know. You yeah, have... and we de- we decided to go for gay porn just yeah, because. Exactly. I hear that's where all the money is. No, so. so so much money, man. I mean, people want to be well, able to listen in like uh, like on their way to work, you know, and uh. you know, yeah, it's because <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. Pe- honestly, when it comes down to porn, people don't care as much about the dude; they care about the women, you know. Unless yeah, you're getting man. into gay porn, which much more men, especially straight men like me and Drew, are willing to do. So we get we get the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 insane. The amount of revenue we're making uh, just off of this is pretty incredible. Just off of yeah, yeah, we we've been sponsored by quite a few really interesting places. We we got sponsored by Vaseline last week and Wendy's. Uh, I don't know why. And Wendy's, <laughs> yeah, Wendy's and Vaseline are two major sponsors. Those are two major ones. <laughs> uh, no, we're 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 back. We're doing another spoopy Halloween Woo! episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I love these ones. I think October is probably gonna be my favorite month when it rolls around, just because of this. Whole Me situation. too. I've been starting to wonder, like, because we we're we're gonna have like this creepy month of creepy stories. What are we gonna do for like Christmas? Should we just tell like <laughs> Mary's stories? I, I feel like we'll have to, like, yeah, we'll have to make it, like, super, uh, it'll have to be very, um... Yeah, we'll, we'll tell stories of giving. We'll talk about that one song yeah. about, like, the guy who buys the shoes for the little boy who can't afford them. Oh, God. You know oh, what I'm talking about? fucking song, dude. Yeah, My every main t- question is, what the <laughs> fuck is that boy doing trying to shop for shoes when he knows fully well he does not have the money for the shoes? I hate that song so much, man. Dude, every, it's every single time worst. it comes on, I'm like, all right, please, just yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to the well, fucking Grinch. I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like half the songs you hear on radio stations around Christmas time are like, la 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 la, and then it gets to that one. He's like, his mom was dying of cancer. What? No one wants to hear that. He like... to buy her some shoes. <laughs> That's the gist of the song, basically. That's that's literally yeah. the only audio they have to play. They can just get rid of. If like, you rid of if the you haven't heard the song, don't listen to it because it will no, ruin no. your Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Just you don't want that to happen. Either. You'll be like, I'm a privileged motherfucker. And, and they start playing kid... that shit in November, dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna come next month, and they're gonna play it like November. Oh, what, it's the, the half worst. Of November? I, I for like an incredibly long period of time was managing a movie theater that was in a mall. Right. And they would start playing Christmas music over the intercom, but it would never be like, uh, it, it was never like Mariah Carey. It was never like pop singers singing Christmas songs. It was always just like this kind of like um, elevator music, just instrumental, oh, like no. do 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 do. And it was just like, oh, it was the worst. Do you think that was, was like a copyright terrible. situation? Maybe I don't know. Like maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it was just a really lazy uh, radio station that was like, we'll just get a guy to come in and play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get like a a YouTube uh, music composer that works specifically with like fair use music and royalty free yeah. music to create this stuff. 
But he can't be a talented musical composer no, no. because if it sounds too much like it, we'll get copyright struck. Exactly. So we have to make sure that he's not, ta- he's like right on the verge of being listenable, but also like, I kind of want to turn this off and listen to that fucking song about the kid with his mom dying. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather listen to that shit. Yeah, no. God. No, no elevator um, music, please. Yeah, and then we can do, like, an Easter special where we just talk about, like, um, I don't know, rabbits and eggs, I guess. Yeah, where the fuck, okay, where, okay, Easter, is, it's so funny, like, I'm not a very religious person, but Easter, is, it's so funny, like, it's all, it's about Jesus, like, rising from the dead, or whatever, Yeah. but for, for some reason, it became about, like, bunnies and eggs. Uh, yeah, well, you I know, it, well, well, you just need to look at the logic behind it. It's like on Christmas, Jesus was born, and yeah, the three wise men come around, and it was very special. So we get a fat guy to come down our chimneys and give us presents. <laughs> There's no logic. And, <laughs> and then on Easter, uh, Jesus rose from the dead, and so we get a, a fat bunny to go around and hide eggs. <laughs> And we eat marshmallow peeps, and it's it's just a good time altogether. It's like, it's I, like what, where did this come from? Like, yeah, little known fact, after Jesus rose from the dead, the first thing they did was they went on a scavenger hunt for eggs. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> That's what I do when my friends rise from the dead. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. We should go. Uh, we should go find some eggs. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's that's that's here. that's generally my reaction to most things. But the farmers get really mad at me for breaking in and trying to steal the <laughs> eggs. So, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to get in the holiday spirit." <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm just actually imagining you doing that. It's like, Paul, get yeah, the fuck, uh, get the fuck out of here. Like yeah, they, they know me. They know me by name. They're like yeah. this motherfucker guy, Paul. <laughs> he comes every fucking day trying to steal these eggs. He has no yeah, friends uh, that are rising from the dead. He's just he's just, just here get, all the time. Yeah, I'll just get you to come along on the next one that I do. It's like I, cow tipping. Okay. It's kind of like cow tipping, but instead it's like in uh, it's indoors and. Okay. Um, uh, it's not fun unless the farmer is already like chasing you around in, in circle. Yeah, you gotta kind of like run away from him while also stealing eggs and picking up chickens. And Dude, stuff I'm like down. That. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> it's good times. It's good times. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, um, I'm, tr- um, I'm uh I'm really excited about the the uh, story I'm gonna be telling you today. It's yeah, it's, I'm it's I'm disturbing. excited about mine too. Um. Yeah, before we get into that, though, I do want to clarify, Drew's back in California. Yeah. Uh, I'm still hanging out in Maryland. Um, we got a bunch done while he was here. We, we had, like, a lot of plans, and we got them all done. And, like, we, Drew and I just have a habit of when we get together, we do nothing but work. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and then we did that for, like, three days, and we were like, now what? So we just played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Cornelius Fitzin, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so much fun. No, dude, um, it was, I I, um, I really hadn't played much of uh, Dungeons and Dragons before that, and when I played it with you, I gotta say, like, you are, you're a really good, like, dungeon master. Like, Paul well, is, Paul is coming up with, like, shit out of nowhere. Like, I was yeah, like, well, whoa. We also didn't plan on playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, so not at all. we just kind of had to make things up as we went, and we, we played, what, four or five times? And yeah, dude. I just I'm now, kinda, like, made I'm now a level two dwarf, so uh, yeah, pretty, I felt my, pretty my personal Yeah, my personal favorite moment was when I had a, a guy, uh, a wizard, come and try to um, hire you for the lord <laughs> and uh, for like the lord of the <laughs> area. So okay, let me let me just set this up. Um, so uh, 
Drew is his character. He knows how to play the drums. So um, uh, he was like doing this thing, trying to make some money. This is like the first game we ever played. And I had a uh, just in order to initiate some sort of adventure, I had a wizard come who was going to hire him to do something like to, to fulfill some sort of quest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Drew invited him on stage to play with him. The guy came on stage, but he was kind of awkward and didn't want to play. So Drew hit him in the face with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran away because he did, he was like I don't know who this fucking guy. Well, is. yeah, like but the backstory though, like I, I with my character, I was like there was some dude like after me or something like that was a part of the backstory. Right. So I was like but assuming then, that this guy might have been that dude, you know. But then the guy followed you, and he was really just trying to return your hammer. Yeah. And so you killed his horse. <laughs> I like brutally injured the horse, and like the horse ended up like dying, like a, like a, yeah. like a few minutes. Oh after. man, so animal horrible. abuse is so funny. No, it's so, it's so horrible. <laughs> it's not. We don't we don't condone no, animal no, no, abuse no. in any way, shape, or form. We just think it's funny when Drew doesn't know what he's doing. And then I uh, yeah, <laughs> accidentally kill someone's horse. So. It's a good time. We we talked about um, the possibility of maybe in the future, once we become a little bit more comfortable with the idea of Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, maybe getting a couple guests on and doing like a, a, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast oh my God, like be... as a special. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we thought that would be a lot of fun, but we definitely want to be comfortable with just like cracking jokes and we, we want to know all the rules and stuff like that. At, at least comfortable enough that you and me can kind of go at it and the guests that come in just have to like fall into place. Yeah, I want to, like, I want to surprise the shit out of them and be like, what the Yeah, fuck? you know, like, right. Because there's such a, there's such a, uh, when you think about Dungeons and Dragons, you know, people are like, how do I, like, how do I fucking play? Like, what is this all about? And, like, and the, the honesty, uh, the honest truth is like, you don't fucking need to know how to play. You just no. need a dungeon master who can be like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Cause you're like, you were like, Paul's coming up with like stuff. He's like, all right, you are now in a, a, a cavern and there's, there's mermaids. And I was like, whoa, like it's all imagination. It's like being a kid uh, again in a way. True. They weren't mermaids. They were sirens. Oh, sirens. Okay? Yeah, that is the and correct it was term. In, it was during your hallucination because you took moon dust with a bunch of bandits and yeah, they wandered was... into a cave. You found a baby called Underleaf. Yeah, because he was under and... a leaf. I was like, you know. Yeah, and then uh, there was a morbidly obese um, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, orc who was riding a turtle. It was good times. It was the great. Best part of... The best part of that is I just kept getting as more and more ridiculous with this hallucination, and Drew just never quite figured out that it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Until the end, I was like, oh. It was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, you killed yourself. You were like, yeah. I have... It was like, I have a feeling that none of this is real. And so you jumped into a pit of lava and drowned. <laughs> yeah, that fucking demon at the end, man. He, yeah, he scared but, me a little bit. But the good news is you were you were correct in your assumption, the fact that, uh, you know, none of this was actually happening. So Yeah, yeah. I let it happen, man. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. Um, I do want to, before we get started, I do want to mention, um, and I want to mention this again at the end, but we have been four, for four years working on... Uh, this horror movie called Morcio. I'm so excited, man. It's it's coming out tonight. If you are listening to this, it's coming out tonight. It's gonna I'm gonna release it at midnight on Easter time, which means like nine o'clock PM on Western time. So it's gonna be available for you all the way through Halloween. Well, it's going to be available after that, too, but I would definitely suggest watching it while you're still in the De- mood. Definitely take the time to watch it when it's dark. I'll, maybe even all by yourself, just to make it a little bit scarier. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. We're not uploading it on my channel or no, on Drew's channel, no. because from an outside perspective, we want this to be something that people who don't know who we are stumble upon and are like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is this? You know <laughs> Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's, you, it's, you're... Um, you're 
it's pretty amazing. Like I, I mean, I yeah. don't want to like hype it up, but I'm I uh, I'm very very excited to see people's. It's reactions. gonna be yeah. It's gonna be you, it's gonna be our job to advertise it to um like the people who follow us on social media and stuff like that. And it's gonna be your job to not tell people who we are and just be like, look at this fucking video I just found. Yeah, I want, like yeah, make it like a dark web kind of thing. You just find and something together you send we to will create a new dark web story. <laughs> Yo, it's gonna be great. I'm um I'm looking forward to it because it's like in the beginning, Paul and I were a little bit um self conscious about it. I, I, just a it, little it's bit. It's just because it's so dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. and if you don't handle something like that well, it becomes cheesy. But uh, in the past, like during Drew's visit, we cut it down from an hour and a half to an hour and ten minutes, and it's just faster. We cut out little things that dragged, and yeah. I, I'm very excited to hear people's opinions. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, one of the girls that was in it named uh, Ashley. Uh, hey, hey, Ashley, I don't know if you're listening to this, but... um, Hey, uh, Ashley. Hey, Ashley, I, I love how you, you doing? I don't know if you remember me. Well, My Paul. name is Paul. Remember when we were, like, drunk and, like, in that room listening Dude. to Marilyn Manson? So <laughs> sorry. So far, so sorry for me scared you. I don't <laughs> Drew and I, we were like really passionate about making these characters realistic and we got really into like character acting and stuff like yeah. that. And so we were drinking a lot and we were like listening to a lot of dark and morbid music. <laughs> and then we invite over these two girls to act for us and uh, we're like dressed up as emo punks and we're getting drunk and um, listening to blasting Marilyn Manson and we're like, do you want a drink? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it probably was like a very scary situation. So well. yeah, I, I'm just really excited for it to come out so we can be like, hey, we weren't, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. But she we, she we commented were... on my Instagram that picture I uploaded yesterday, just kind of promoting it. And she's like, is this the one? And I'm like, yeah. yes, it is the one. Oh, you know what? I actually I actually saw that she commented that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was her though. That's her. Yep. Yep. We've been getting a lot of really good feedback. For People this are podcast. excited, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we've been getting a lot of really good feedback on specifically the last episode, which right. I, I I really like because I was kind of hesitant to do anything that was dark or morbid or violent, and then everyone's reaction was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, dude. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think we treated it like uh really uh really well because um we it was a very dark episode, but like. Me and you crack jokes all the time over dark shit, so people are like, yeah, I, I feel like it made people super comfortable. And I've like gotten quite a few, yeah, I've gotten quite a few comments, and and that's not to say that I don't think, like, because these are true stories, and I think there is definitely, um, you know, you, you can't make too much light of it, because the, the, these, these are real situations that happen to real people, yeah. but at the same time... Um, bringing awareness to the fact that these things happened and like looking out for yourself and knowing how to be safe and knowing that these things do happen to real people mm -hmm. um and let, let's let's be honest people wouldn't listen to it if it wasn't funny yeah that's no, true i'll make like, if, if no one so, wants to listen to like some like dudes like rant about like some really dark shit and then like that's yeah it. No I, I never want us i never want us to be making fun but i think yeah. that it is fine to take a look at the context and and point out the ridiculousness of certain things and um you know so it, it, it's uh it's very nice to have a place that we can kind of express that sort of dark sense of humor and morbid curiosity so right. yeah. um on that note uh, this week I was kind of planning on telling a story about a serial killer, okay. um, and I'm not going to tell you who it was because I, I want to do that one in the future and I don't want to create any sort of like anticipation for it, okay. but because my topic last week became so dark and so morbid, like during my research I just kept pulling out more and more facts that just kept making it darker, mm -hmm. I wanted to veer away from the violence a little bit this okay. week. Okay. Um, 
And so, can I get into my topic? Can I go ahead and start? We're at we're at 15 minutes. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm gonna definitely save mine for the end because um, I mean, my topic literally made my uh stomach like hurt. You know, it's like, it's like it's one of those things that just like makes you feel like uh you know uneasy. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I, excited to listen to your thing, man. I also do so much like reading on weird topics online that I'm like. If I haven't heard of this one, I cannot fucking wait. I, yeah. I just want to, you know. I I'm know. really hoping. I'm really hoping you haven't heard of this, but it's 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 something that was big and it really happened, and I'm hoping you haven't. But there's a possibility that you might have. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a drink of water and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it, and it's gonna okay. be really exciting. Let's so, do yeah, this. Mmm, mmm, mm, that water. Okay. So I am, I am drinking a forty at the moment. So I'm, I'm drinking I'm, water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um. Now, I, I'm just going to kind of set this up uh, to begin with because I, I have a feeling that you'll at least know the topic, but um, there's so many details to this story that, like, I didn't even fucking know. I've been obsessed with the paranormal forever, a- yep. and and this topic was just, like, I, I felt like I was going down a rabbit hole, um, and it, it also has a lot to do with the United States military and Ooh. the fact that they like have admitted that this is a cover up but they won't exactly explain to what extent or, or like the what they are explaining just doesn't really add up and so this is the first time Drew that I have a topic that I'm a little bit worried about putting <laughs> online <laughs> <laughs> that's good all right I, and, I'm excited and uh, I, I put tape over my webcam and you know uh, it, oh. and I'm not I'm not crazy for doing that okay did you <laughs> know that the previous president of the FBI has made a public announcement and he's just like yeah I'd suggest pretty much everyone puts tape over their webcams no dude yes yeah. uh you remember yeah. that thing I told you while I was with you like Ernest Hemingway thought the FBI was looking at like at like at him for like 20 years and it ended up and being everyone, true yeah I, I looked that up afterward. He, everyone around him thought that he was going crazy, and yeah. then um, public uh, records show that he was being followed and observed for the last twenty years of his life. Yeah, man. So this shit's real. Like it's scary. Like everybody, yeah. put tape on your fucking webcams put and, on, and on your webcams. phone for real. Like you can this shit's real. I, I wouldn't. I would never suggest anyone go to the dark web. I've never been to the no. dark web. I, I I never want to go onto the dark web. For those of you who are unaware what the dark web is, um, or the deep uh, web, either term or the is deep pretty, web. Yeah, they're, they're accurate. Right. There, there's like two or three levels of the Internet, one of which is like about 10 percent of the Internet that exists. And you can yeah. go on to Google and Google like it, it's what shows up in your search results. But there's all of these websites that is not promoted by Google or Ask Jeeves. Yeah. And they're just these sketchy, dark criminal um, uh, societies. That it's, it's scary. You can hire hitmen. Like it's yeah, fucking terrifying. Um, specifically, the one that I'm referencing is there's a website that has hundreds of thousands of webcams that have been hacked around the, the oh, world, man, scary. and you can just kind of click through, and, and it's just people's homes. And oh, it's man. people's bathrooms and uh. it's security cameras from like stores and stuff. Point being, put tape over your fucking webcams because even if the government or whoever fucking powers it be is not watching you, there's a good chance there's someone in the dark web just peering through your fucking webcam. You never so, know, guys. For real. You never fucking know because yeah. there's perverts out there. And uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <coughs> I've set this up enough. All right. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Ooh, Roswell. Okay. Do you know what I'm referencing yes, I when do. I say Roswell, New Mexico? Yes, yes. Um, okay, so in, uh, kind of to start out, in 1947, 
Um, there were over 300 reported UFO sightings within the span of 16 or of six months in the U.S. alone. Mm. So that that's like this fucking ridiculous spike. And included in these incidents is a verified uh, case by locals and police reports that a mysterious object of some sort crashed into the fields of Vista Ranch in Roswell, New Mexico. I remember this. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is like the classic, everyone thought it was a UFO, and then the government came out and they were like, it's just a weather balloon. And now that's just like a running gag. It's yeah. like, yeah, it, it, it's if you ever see those videos um, of UFOs flying above California and there's like joking comments that are just like, it's just a weather balloon. It's fucking referencing this specific instance. I love how people are still referencing that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and this took place in 1947. So yeah. this, is, this is old shit. Um, so on July 4th, a rancher named Mac Brazel investigates the crash in, in the field that he, I think he owns. And he um, starts collecting debris of the unknown object. He brings that debris to the town's sheriff, whose name is George Wilcox, who contacts directly Colonel Blanchard at the Roswell Army Airfield nearby. Um, now, this site, uh, Roswell Army Airfield, is notorious for deploying atomic bombs at the end of World War II. Mm. So this place is already kind of in the public's eye. There's already a little bit of attention that's drawn to the site. And Colonel Blanchard, he... Immediately after hearing this from the farmer, he contacts his superior officer, whose name is General Ramey, who orders Major Jesse Marcel to assess the crash site. Hmm. And upon investigation of the site, Colonel Blanchard orders a press release announcing that they've discovered, quite positively, a flying saucer. That's... That's the fucking United States military making a formal press release in 1947 that they found an alien space. That's huge, yeah. This isn't some fucking, like, backwoods hick who's just like, I saw an alien! This is, like, people who are trained in, in technology and, like, have some sort of inclination on what is normal and what is not normal. Mm-hmm. So, the local press of Roswell releases a front-page article on the incident, um, effectively drawing tons of attention uh, of locals and um, people who live around the area uh, to the crash site. So, that exact same day, General Ramey, the, the guy who I mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah. he retracts the military statement, and uh, he confiscates the remains... Um, of the crash site for personal inspection at a near, nearby mil military base okay. uh, where a weather officer makes a public statement saying that the saucer in question is nothing more than a weather balloon. Yeah, oh my God, how do you retract yeah. that? Like, Well, anyway, that's the story of Roswell, New Mexico. All right. So what's your topic, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. I know you okay. are. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a weather balloon. Okay, what's the case in point? Um, so uh, this is already looking kind of sketchy. It's it's right. already they're kind of like making statements and then stepping on their own toes and trying to cover things up, and it's all it's all just sketchy and weird. Um, uh, the general makes Major Marcel, the investigative officer who originally assessed the crash site, sit and pose with the weather balloon in his office, and they make a separate press release explaining his personal mistake. And you can find that picture online, um, and Major Marcel looks like just 
devastated. He looks embarrassed. He, yeah. you know, this is a high-ranking officer who is kind of getting forced to pose with his mistake. Like, you you made a mistake. You sit with it. We're going to take a picture. We're going to show everyone. It's almost like um, he's, like, being treated as a kid. Like, yo, uh, this isn't real. You know, this, yeah, this is something it, you made exactly. up. This yeah, exactly. Is, this is like, we're going to get your superiors to come in here and point out, like, what the reality is. Yeah. Um, so the next day, the day after, uh, the local newspaper runs an article titled Harassed Rancher Who Located the Saucer. Sorry he told about it. Um, in this article, the rancher says that uh, all they found were rubber strips, tin foil, a tough paper, and sticks. And um, this article, along with the general's weather balloon explanation, essentially has the incident written off by the public, and no one talks about it for years and years and years. Wow. Um, but can, can we just take a second to reflect on how ridiculous it is that an educated military officer identified paper, sticks, and tinfoil <laughs> as a flying saucer. That's ridiculous, yeah. It, it's, it, 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 even, even if they're trying to, like, backtrack and stuff like that, it just shows, like, what, what are you trying to say that you're incompetent? Like, yeah. I don't understand what your defense is. Yeah, but, so, like, he's obviously covering up something, right? You know? So, like... th- yeah, 30 years later, no one's been acknowledging the incident um, Major Marcel, the intelligence officer who took the embarrassing photo with the debris, he does an interview with a UFO researcher named Stanton Freeman. Uh, you can find all sorts of articles by Stanton online, um, in which Major Marcel states that he confidently believes that the wreckage was not a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, he states about the material that he actually found, quote, it felt like you had nothing in your hands. It wasn't any thicker than foil out of a pack of cigarettes. But the thing about it that got me was that you couldn't even bend it. You couldn't Mm. dent it. Even with a sludge hammer, it would bounce off. Uh, I knew that I had never seen anything like this before. End quote. Wow, you intrigued me just with that. Yeah. uh, That's crazy. Yeah, it it already kind of like is getting into like, um, we can confirm that the military is at, at the very least... Um, forcing this guy to say things that he doesn't actually believe. Yeah. Like, whether you think it's a UFO, whether you think it's some sort of mistake, this guy is being manipulated by his superiors. Yeah, and he, the guy um, probably made a huge discovery, and the government's probably like, you know, we're going to you know, kill your family or whatever yeah, if you don't, if you he, tell people about this. Right. Not only does he say that he's, uh, it's nothing like he's ever seen before, but he says that he is confident that it is not anything from this earth. Hmm. He says, being an intelligence officer, I was familiar with just about all materials used in aircrafts and or air travel. This was nothing like that, and it could not have been. So Mm. the UFO researcher who conducted the interview uh, pursued further investigation on the subject, interviewing a ton of witnesses from the event. Um, And through his investigation, he's convinced that there was some sort of massive cover-up by the U.S. military. Oh, of course, definitely. Yeah. In 1994, like years later, the U.S. Air Force makes a statement confirming that there was, in fact, a cover-up. Oh, However, 
They insist that it has nothing to do with extraterrestrials, but instead was a top-secret military experiment. Uh, they, they reiterate that the remains found are absolutely not, or, or absolutely that of a weather balloon okay. called Project Mogul, which is um, a con- it's a confirmed project that you can find information and photographs of online, and it was basically a series of floating computers used with um, uh, like kind of a hot air balloon sort of uh, 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 design, and it was made to detect any signs of Soviet nuclear experimentation. Ooh, kind of like a drone before a drone. Right, right, but but like a hot air balloon, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and uh, this seems like possible, and the U.S. Yeah. military releases multiple investigation findings trying to explain away the incident, um, one of which states that the term flying saucer, quote-unquote, at the time wasn't as well defined as it is today mm-hmm. and was simply a descriptive term for an unidentified aircraft. Just like how... UFO, people throw around the term UFO all the time, but yeah. UFO stands for unidentified flying, flying object. object. Right. That doesn't mean it's a fucking alien. It just yeah. means that we saw something in the sky and we don't know what it was. Yeah, everyone just assumes. Yeah. Right. I, I personally think that this explanation does not entirely hold up. Right. Um, considering the original investigative officer straight up made a public statement that he believed this material was alien in nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, locals also state that they witnessed straight-up alien bodies at the crash site. Like, town people, uh, all, all sorts of people, just straight-up say, we saw bodies there. Yeah. Why would there be fucking bodies? Dude, I, I remember, I don't know where I saw it online, but I, I remember, like, pictures of, like, I, there, I don't know if they were fake or not, but I do remember, like, pictures of, like, alien bodies from that incident. There are a lot of pictures that are circulating around. I, I'm not entirely sure how many of them are real and right. what's recreation. Um, we were talking about the other day, in a perfect world, all of the evidence you find online for aliens and ghosts are just people who legitimately thought that what they saw was real. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, about 99.9% of it is people trying to fake it, which yeah. means that you could never, ever, ever sort through what's real and what's not. Yeah, no, very true. Um, so anyway, the, 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 as far as the bodies go... The military tries to explain it away by saying, like, no, 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 we, we had a separate experiment going on at the time over New Mexico where we were testing parachutes for the military, mm-hmm. um, and they were attached to latex dummies. That's now, so, uh, I don't know, it's like, it, well, it just... Well, yeah, so, so we could speculate, like, that sounds ridiculous, yeah. but there's proof that that is not true. Yeah, um, so it's like, what were they? You know, personally, I find it really hard to believe that they were testing both these uh, this like um, weather balloon technology and this parachute technology on the exact same day on the exact same place that landed in the exact same spot. But the explanation becomes even more questionable when public records from the military show that the parachute experiment took place in the mid 1950s. The oh. Roswell incident took place in 1947, 10 years earlier than those parachute experiments. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and um, you know, these officers and, and people who are making public statements, they, they say things like, well, you see, when you're trying to recollect events from years and years ago, you can get details muddled. And I'm like, no, you have fucking records of this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's there. You know, I, I, I don't know. Their entire defense of this thing is like, we didn't know what we were doing. Like, And it's ridiculous when at the same time they're, they're testing these highly um, intelligent and scientific 
experiments. Like, it, so what is it that you, you're smart and you're doing these crazy, awesome experiments or that you're stupid and no one knew what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's also odd that the military describes the dummies that they were using as accurate representations of the average soldier, but local witnesses repetitively and consistently describe the bodies as little, as in four feet tall or less. I remember that, yep. Yep. And when pressed about the questionable details of the military statements over the years, uh, it was revealed that all records from January of 1947 through October of 1947 had been destroyed. Wow. Why? Yeah, why would they destroy that? If they're not trying to cover uh, up something, obviously. No one has ever revealed why they destroyed the files. No one has ever revealed who destroyed the files. And no one has ever revealed what military officer with authority ordered the files to be destroyed. So it's just kind of like, well, they don't exist anymore. So, uh, you know. But where, did no they, yeah, but like, where did they go? Like, <laughs> they obviously yeah. still like exist in some format, right? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, now let's kind of stray away, I guess, from the information provided by the U.S. military. Like, all of these facts are questionable at best. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to focus a little bit on the statements made by witnesses at the event um, who don't have it, like m- retired military officers and civilians and that farmer, uh, the rancher who found it in the first place. Um, and, and of all of these witnesses, there are over 600 Oh, wow. um, and some details vary, but there's a ton of commonalities between their statements. Hmm. And that that's kind of what I want to focus on. Um, now, a, a local radio station interviewed multiple witnesses, including the rancher who originally discovered the crash site. Uh, and he stated that he wholeheartedly believed that the material that was left at the um, crash site was an alien spacecraft. Mm -hmm. Um, And he also included details about the alien bodies that they saw. Um, However, this interview was never aired by the station um, because they received multiple phone calls from the FCC as well as U.S. Senator Dennis Chavez who urged them not to publish the information. Hmm. So, shortly after this interview was conducted, the rancher suddenly purchased a new pickup truck he quits his job as a rancher, and he moves away from Roswell to start a business in, uh, excuse me if I don't pronounce this right, Alamangardo, <laughs> which is also in New Mexico. Okay. And upon questioning his family and friends, reporters found out that uh, he had been detained by the U.S. military for some time before he decided to make this sudden change. Interesting. So the theory is that they forced him to uh, retract his statement about UFOs. Well, duh. Which yeah, is, no, they definitely yeah, which did, is, yeah. Which is also collaborated by multiple Roswell locals who claim that the military officials raided their homes for crash site materials and threatened them to stay quiet about the incident. Jesus Christ. So this fact was confirmed by the daughter of Colonel Hunter Penn, who confided in his daughter that he was tasked with a, quote, information blackout, including the cover-up of little bodies. He was authorized to use physical force and weapons if deemed necessary. It's also interesting to note that Colonel Blanchard, the officer who ordered the military press release in in the first place, suddenly went on leave after he issued the controversial order. 
Um, however, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Briley, an officer of the U.S. Air Force, insists that he never actually went on leave, but instead was ordered to secretly clean up the crash site and remove all evidence from the public eye. Now, this is this is what blows my mind about this all this stuff. Like I said, this this isn't like some backwards guy, like back backwoods guy who's saying this stuff. These are fucking retired. Uh, military officials who were fucking there who were saying all this. Yeah, like, dude. You at least have to take that into account. Like, these people are ruining their careers, if not at least completely being disowned by the military themselves. Yeah, and who would actually do that to their own career without, like, control, you know? Like, yeah, someone else I, telling them to do so. I always feel that way about people who come out and they're talking about, like, paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that people don't take into consideration is that if you make a public giant claim like this and you don't have any motive, like the fucking, um, uh, uh, the Amityville horror yeah. is a great example of this family who moves into this house and has all these paranormal things going on and they say that there's flies coming out of the faucet and there's sludge coming out of the walls, but they were authors before this happened and then they wrote a book about it and then it was a bestseller. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> You know, if you don't have any motive, why are you tarnishing your name? And why are you making it so that all of your friends and family might be like, oh, that bitch is crazy? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, what is what is the point of that? So, now, on the topic of the photo taken of Major Marcel, and he's, like, embarrassingly surveying the crashed weather balloon in, in the office, mm -hmm. um... In my opinion, the most damning contradiction made by the military, uh, Roswell's public information officer, Lieutenant Hout, creates a confidential article which has since been released claiming that the photo in question was a hoax. Mm, okay. Um, he wrote that the actual crash materials were substituted with weather balloon materials and then photographed with Major Marcel. So it is confirmed that the pictures taken were not that of the original crash. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, a statement by Ben Games, uh, a personal pilot of Major General Lawrence C. Craigie, states that he flew the general to Roswell, like, right when it happened for an investigation of the crash materials. Mm -hmm. And they flew to Wright Field, which is uh, commonly speculated by locals to be the location where they transported the aircraft and the alien bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that the general spent a few hours in private with the materials in question before immediately ordering his pilot to fly directly to Washington, D.C. for a direct briefing with President Truman. Whoa. You wouldn't do that for a hoax, right? No, that's, that's fucking huge. No. Uh, Truman, I wanted to stop <laughs> you from your busy schedule, and I wanted to explain to you that we found a weather balloon, and it was crashed, and, uh, yeah, nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you're, meeting with the pre you're meeting with the president. Like, the... Yeah. That's, that's massive. There's something else yeah. going on. And this guy was a high general, but, like, he wasn't, um... Like, he, 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 okay, okay. Uh, a few months later. Oh, uh, Major... Paul, can I stop you real quick? I have to pee real quick, dude. Is that okay? Can okay. I... Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm going to keep this audio in. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> okay, we're back. Hey, we're uh, back. Yeah. That was yeah, great. Welcome... I, I just need okay. to relieve myself real quick. I, I wanted to, like, actually focus on your story instead of, like, focusing on my bladder. Cause <laughs> hey, hey, man, that's understandable. It was Especially because I, I still have a couple pages left. Um, So, a, a few months after this meeting with President Truman, 
Um, Major General Craigie was appointed as Air Force Chief Director of R&D and shortly thereafter founded Project Sign, which anyone who's into like aliens and stuff like that would probably know that this is the U.S.'s first official investigation of UFOs by the U.S. Air Force. Okay. So l- let's, let's put that in perspective. Let's just pretend this was a weather balloon. Let's let's believe them and let's say this is a weather balloon. Let's go with that. Yeah. So this guy, this general, goes and observes a weather balloon for hours. For fucking hours. He goes and observes tinfoil and sticks for yeah. hours. And then he flies right to D.C. And the fucking president of the United States is like, wow, you know a lot about weather balloons. I'm going <laughs> to appoint you. To the fucking head of UFO investigations. <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, I'm going to appoint you to chief of weather balloons. <laughs> like, there's... It's just, that's that's such a ridiculous... It's actually kind of belittling, I feel. I feel like... I feel yeah. Like, yeah, I would, if I was that person, I would feel uh, incredibly belittled by my own government and by myself. Like, m- they made me do this. Like, there's something... Right. They're, they're keeping him from saying something, obviously. Yeah, um... Yeah, it, it's pretty sketchy if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, very. Um, especially because if it was a weather balloon, if it was just like sticks and tinfoil and shit, that could be done over the phone. Yeah. You could you could call the president and be like, nothing to worry about here. It's just that thing that we've been working on, you know. Yeah, but that's what the government um, does. They hide shit, you know. They cover up shit. Yeah. Protect, I just realized to protect that I, the people, whatever. Yeah, I just realized that I said like ten minutes ago that I'd get to like specifically local witnesses, and then I'm rambled about the military for 10 minutes <laughs> okay okay so here's what like local witnesses say um locals describe the bodies seen at the scene of the crash were short in stature mm-hmm. 3.5 to 4 feet tall with large heads large eyes and only holes for a nose and a mm. small slit for a mouth and multiple people and- said this Multiple people said okay. this. These details are echoed by hundreds of witnesses, including Lieutenant Hout, the public information officer formerly mentioned, a retired general named Arthur E. Exxon, and a tech sergeant, Herschel Grice. Mm. Um, both witnesses and Sergeant William E. Ennis, a flight engineer who claimed to receive the debris in a hangar called P-3, that, uh, uh, that it was a spaceship. Okay. Also stating that there was no engine, and he himself has no idea to this day how that air flak, aircraft was able to fly. Wow. So he says that the craft was 12 to 15 feet long and had a notable lack of windows that are common in military aircrafts. Um, the material found on location was described as memory metal. Over two dozen witnesses described the metal at the scene as weightless, smooth, and thin, yet it could not be cut, scratched, or burnt. So it's really strong stuff, but it's still it's light. It's really, it, it's this light-ass material that you just, it, it's just impossible to really like. Yeah, they, they, they were able to bend it, you know, mm-hmm. and they were able to like flex the, mess, the metal with relative ease, but it but would just break pop it. right yeah, it would just pop right back into place after they after they tried to do that. Wow, that's insane. Um, yeah, they said that you could like, uh, uh, um, so, so Sergeant Earl Fulford of the U.S. Air Force states that he quote, "I picked it up, but once in the palm of your hand, you could wad it up into a small ball. Then, when you let it go, it would immediately assume its original shape in a second or two, just wow. like that." Well, and this I, description of the metal is echoed among just 
tons of testimonies, including the rancher, Mac Brazel, local sheriff, George Wilcox, Colonel Blanchard, and the public information officer from the weather balloon photo. So, uh, retired General Arthur Exxon stated, some of the material could be easily ripped or changed. There were other parts of it that were very thin but awfully strong and couldn't be dented even with a heavy hammer. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it, it's important to note that he made this description while he was a lieutenant colonel, an administration student in technology at Wright Field's Foreign Technology Division. And this division's goal was specifically to reverse engineer foreign tech. Mm-hmm. So he's quoted with saying, all we know is we didn't make them. And it's pretty certain that they did not originate from Earth. Man. Yeah. So it's like, now, it's like, it's like what is the, if this, if all this does exist, and the yeah. government is able to replicate it. What is what is being done with it now? Yeah. Well, let, let let's also just compare all of these people's testimony with the military's description. Yeah. Rubber strips, tin foil, tough paper, and sticks. So, even if we were to assume that this is some huge misunderstanding and that these are actual materials found at the crash site, mm-hmm. it doesn't explain how so many highly trained military representatives mistook these materials as an alien spacecraft. Yeah. It just doesn't make any it doesn't, sense. doesn't, no. I'll end here with a quote by Major Jesse Marcel. Okay. All I could do was keep my mouth shut. And General Ramey was the one who told the newsmen what it was. And to forget about it. It was nothing more than a weather observation balloon. Of course, we both knew differently. Hmm. That that gives me chills. (laughs) Yeah. The the military has straight up admitted that this was a cover-up. Yeah. But won't confirm anything more than it was just like, it, okay, so it wasn't a weather balloon. It was just like a really fancy weather balloon. <laughs> right. No one wants to go to jail, you know? Like, yeah. That's, so. That's scary. Shit, man. This this is just so much misinformation and, and witnesses, and, and you kind of get into this point where you're like, well, who do you believe? Um, now, personally, I'm I'm a skeptic, right? I'm, yeah. I'm straight up, I'm a skeptic. Um, I do not think... That aliens have been to Earth. Do I think aliens are out there? Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. There's there's nothing like we're just made of of water and carbon, mm-hmm. which is all over our fucking universe. Yeah, dude. A- and You're like you kind of have to be ignorant to think that there's nothing out there. You know, like yeah, we can't we can't be the only living organisms that are like here at this point in time. There's got to be yeah. that the universe is massive. It's infinite. There is so much right. out there. There's a, there's a few theories as to why, like, if everyone's so sure, including, you know, all of these high-level scientists, that there are aliens, there's a few theories as to, like, why we've never been contacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably save those for another video, but, I, I you know, maybe it is aliens. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was an alien crash. I also think, and, and I had this conversation with you the other day, so mm-hmm. just just entertain me with saying this again. Okay. Um, uh, what is the most powerful weapon that we on Earth has have ever invented? The nuclear bomb. 
and when was that invented? That was in what the twenties, thirties. It was at it was at least a hundred years ago. Yeah, Albert Einstein had a lot to do with that. Now it, it's common knowledge that um, uh, technology on Earth doubles every single year, and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we go from fifty percent to a hundred percent to hundred fifty percent. It means we go to fifty percent to a hundred percent to two hundred percent to four hundred percent every single fucking year for yeah. the past like hundred years. So. In what universe have we never invented something more powerful than a jet engine or mm. a fucking rocket engine or a fucking nuclear bomb? So my theory is the reason that we don't know about it is because when World War Three breaks out, America wants to be like, oh, check it out. We got time travel, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got a we, TARDIS, we could, uh, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, North Korea will be like, hey, we just mastered the atomic bomb, and we'll be like, oh, well, we could point a laser at you and destroy your entire continent. Yeah. Dude, um, no. It's 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 scary to actually think about uh, be- there being something more powerful than a nuclear bomb out there. there there's something like 10, 100 times even more powerful yeah. than that. Something that can blow up the entire uh, planet. You know, I think it's very clear that this was a cover-up of some sort. Mm -hmm. But I think that, logically, it's less likely that it was green men from outer space, and it's more likely that this is some sort of military technology that they did not want to release to the public. Yeah, because you do not want to scare their public, you know? Yeah, and and I also, I I firmly, like, just because I don't think aliens have been to Earth doesn't mean I think the people who see UFOs are lying. Mm -hmm. I just think it's more likely that those are aircrafts by your personal military that yeah. they're testing and they don't want you to fucking know about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this this is why I have tape over my webcam. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I understand I'm, I understand I'm, why. If if I die in the next like month or so, I want everyone to know. I hope that doesn't happen. Oh my god. <laughs> well, let's just put it like at least at least maybe it will confirm everything I'm saying now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> be oh like, my god, oh, Paul, Paul was onto some shit. It would just be like a really solemn like me just like doing the doing the podcast. <laughs> Welcome you to the be- most spectacular podcast. <laughs> yeah, you do you do two stories each one and you'll tell your story and then you'll be like, Well this is one that I think Paul would do. <laughs> and then it's, oh my god, that'd be so sad. I just well, have like really the, I have like really sad music playing in the background. You know what the good news is? What? We would be so fucking famous. <laughs> <laughs> we would No we would, dude. It'd be all over I, the I news. I also I also want to point out that this coming February I turn twenty seven. Hell yeah. And if man. I die if I die when I'm twenty seven, then I'm like one of those entertainers that dies when I'm twenty seven. So fucking you know what? Hell yeah! <laughs> Go ahead and kill me when I'm 27. I don't All right, now, gover- government, don't do that, please. Like, do it! <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> well, see, the thing is, now that I've specifically said that, it's not going to happen. It's not going to so, happen. Yeah. Yeah, because they would be like, if we do kill him, we'll, we'll have to wait till he's 28. So no There'll be a confirmation anything. that it is real. Yeah. Yeah, little, right. do na- do, little do they know I'm going to... Uh, go to um, the Cecil Hotel and kill myself. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I looked it up. The Cecil Hotel. It's um because all right. So Paul uh, supplied me with a bunch of Scaparone Day stickers, and he 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 asked me if I could tag. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, my my band. Yeah, yeah uh, Scaparone Day. Um, he asked me if I can tag uh, different places in Hollywood, and uh, I'm actually gonna be. It, it, so the Cecil Hotel is about 43 minutes away from me. Uh, oh wow! It, like a uh, driving driving distance. Yeah, driving distance. Um, 
and uh, but I am gonna do it. Like I am gonna go to the Cecil Hotel and I'm gonna uh, tag uh, something in the front with the, the is it still sticker. called the Cecil Hotel or did they rename it? Because I, I know that they're trying to like revamp it and um, get it away from its dark history. I looked I looked it up on you know maps and it came up as the Cecil Hotel. So I'm guessing that it's still called that. It might be something different, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so if you guys find yourself in Hollywood and you find yourself at the Seasonal Hotel, keep your eyes up for a Scaparone sticker or support our band and wait until we have merch online and then buy your own and tag around the wherever or tag around the world. Get some pictures done. Yeah, take Get some, some Yeah, yeah. Put it on that support, Instagram. Put it on that Instagram. I, I actually just, um, last night, I surpassed 1,000 followers on Instagram. Congrats, man. Thanks, is that man. is that on um Scaparonde or your main page? No, that's on my that's on my personal one. Nice, congrats. Uh, no no one can spell Scaparonde, so Yeah, but you're um, um you're trying to go to um you're trying to change the name to Scap if I um Yeah, yeah, that. it'll be like this thing where um wherever you find us on social media or wherever you find us on Spotify, it's going to be Scap S K A P P because it's going to be easier to do. Yeah. But the true fans know that were Scaparone. Day. Yeah, there you go. That's how you get. That's how you know who the true fans are. They'll know. They'll, yeah, they'll call you Scaparone Day. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, that's um that's my <laughs> that's my Roswell story. Dude, I like it. Um. Yeah. I, I I've always been kind of obsessed with aliens, because um mm-hmm. there's, there's there's definitely something in me that knows that they're out there and uh, that they're real and um I mean I don't know if I actually actually agree with you. I think that they're like. I think there's a po- like a very high possibility that they have been here before. Yeah, um, my, you know, my whole my whole thing is like, why would they be interested in us? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, like maybe research if, or science, like I don't know, scientific stuff. Right, but if they're like so highly intelligent and advanced enough that they can travel millions of light years yeah. within a, a reasonable amount of time to visit us on a spaceship, mm-hmm. why? What, yeah, have, yeah, what yeah. have we done? Yeah, no, you you're know. right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let, there, let's, there is let's, like let's a, visit these like you know people that really don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Let's visit these violent motherfuckers who are trying to blow ourselves up. <laughs> but th- there is this theory that the reason you see a spike in like the mid-1900s of alien activity mm-hmm. is because we dropped a nuke. Like, that was the first time oh, we dropped a nuke. Okay. And so, you know, aliens, if they were, you know, a, a million light years away, they suddenly see this giant nuclear... Like, they, they see some sort of spike in, in activity, and mm-hmm. they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what is going that? on there? Let's go there and check it out. Yeah. So that, that to me, sounds interesting, but I, I just... I, I don't know. I, I feel like... Um, I don't know. I'll be very interested to know if within my lifetime anything comes of it because there's all sorts of theories that they are here. It's just mm-hmm. being kept a secret. And right. uh, yeah, um, were you um, also... were you a fan of the uh, of X Files the show ever? Um, I feel like I would be. I've never really watched. it. Oh, dude, no! You should definitely watch X Files. It's um, it's okay. so good. It's there's actually a lot of um, you know, like they they do the um, what's you were just talking about it? What the fuck is the name of it? Um, porn. Yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> porn. They do porn. No, no. They were like, uh, you know, they have ep- a whole episode, like a whole couple episodes about the, the entire incident of the, um, you know. Oh, uh, Roswell? Yeah, Roswell. They have a whole episode about it. I, I, and, interesting. Um, yeah. It's, it's really It's a very famous interesting. It, it's it's definitely one of the most famous and credible alien experiences that, that's around that because um, there's just so many witnesses and mm-hmm. there are public military records that something happened, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a little bit hard to to swallow or to deny in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to, because it's really not a big thing, do you want to know, I mean, we're, we're pretty long into the episode, but this could just end up being a long episode, yeah, which dude. I'm okay with. Yeah, I love it. Because I, I think everything's been good so far. Yeah. Um, but do you want to know what the theories are as to why we haven't been contacted with, by aliens? Yes, please. So the first theory is that we have been contacted by aliens. Okay. <laughs> you okay. know, like, and, and that we just don't know about it. The um, second theory is that uh, the universe is hypothetically infinite. Um, and when you have something that's that large, it it just makes sense that there is going to be some intelligent life that is right. like way off away from everything else. And yeah, just like kind of like, like segregated, you know, without any ability to contact anyone. And I like, mean, there's no already there's already here. proof that there are planets out there that resemble Earth itself. So like, if there's right. if there's planets like there out like like that out there, there's got to be something living on those yeah, planets. Yeah, but but that theory is like we just so happen to be so far out of the way that no one's noticed us. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I think there's two more theories, but the last one that I can remember is um that there is this sort of supreme alien race. Mm-hmm. who is just constantly observing the universe and they right. like at this point have expanded their cuz they've you know if if humans have been evolving for millions of years um they've been evolving for billions of years and yeah. they've expanded onto other places and they're just observing and whenever another species of life on a planet um gets to a point where they could space travel they come in and they kill them mm. just just for safety and, and that that's creepy and that's scary, but I also think the idea of seeing another intelligent species and then being like, "Let's go conquer them." That's a very human way of thinking. Oh my like, god, pe- yeah. People do that, and yeah. if we're talking about an alien race that is, um, you know, a million light years away, why would they think the same way we we do? Why would we're just they we're just assuming the that they do? would, you know? Yeah. Um. The the uh, another one of the things that I find very interesting is people are just like, why the fuck would aliens look anything like us? Yeah. And this is this is why I think the little green men thing kind of comes into question because um, why would they have two legs and two arms and two eyes and one nose and one mouth and have the same stature and way of walking as a? It, they would have evolved in a completely fucking different way, like. If you look in the ocean and you look at fish who have mm-hmm. evolved in a completely different environment than we have, they look completely different. It depends so on your why, atmosphere. Yeah. Like yeah. It, why would something on a different planet evolve the exact same way? I, I can't remember who said this, and I feel bad <clears throat> because they definitely deserve to be quoted. You can but all, you can all like, look it up after Paul says. What yeah, but they were like um, one of the biggest evolutionary flaws of people is because they walk on two legs they're very easy to, like, push over and stumble. Uh-huh. Why would another race evolve with the same evolutionary problem that we've evolved with? Uh-huh. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it's too common. I, I, And that's one of the reasons I'm just so skeptic about these little green men things is it just, to me, logically, it doesn't make sense. Unless make sense we share some sort of common ancestor, but <clears throat> I also believe in evolution, and I think you can track it back pretty well. Yeah, there's so, um, there's a... Uh... I, 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 I think it was um, Colbert. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on recently, and uh, he said something that made me like think like a lot uh, mm-hmm. about about aliens and uh, life on like, different planets. And he's basically stating that there are parts of the universe uh, that in the near 
near future or not near future maybe like you know uh, 200 300 years from now we'll, we'll be relatively in the span of life itself relatively near future yeah so, you know so parts of the universe like parts of the you know the you know our solar system even will be ripped from our view uh completely mm. like just taken to another place in 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 space so yeah. it's like he he said something that like and this is something that keeps him up at night so it's like, what if, what if we, you know, what if we were torn apart from like some other place in space, and what if we were just, you know, the uh, the result of um, evolution in a, in a different place in space? You know, what if, what if there are other people out there, but you know, they, we were just torn away from them, and uh, you know, the planet Earth. What if there were like a lot of different planet Earths out there? Yeah, you know, and that yeah. that does keep me up. And like that's that's scary um, to think about. Yeah, one one of the things that he said, and I think we should close off my topic with this, unless right. you have something else you're passionate about, because right. I want to I want to hear your story. Yeah, but just on the topic of Neil deGrasse Tyson, he made this one point in an interview that I watched, where he explains that the closest DNA relative to us as humans on Earth are chimpanzees. Yep. And how they're like 99.6% similar in DNA to us mm-hmm. as people. Right. Um, so imagine how different we are from orang- uh, uh, monkeys and, mm-hmm. and apes with even just that 0.4% of a difference. Mm-hmm. Now let's imagine a species that is 0.4% different in DNA from us, but in the opposite direction. Yeah, man. And how intelligent and how different that creature would be. And that reinforces my perspective of why are we interesting. Right. Can you imagine traveling a million light years to observe orangutans and then try to communicate with them? Uh-huh. We're fucking monkeys to them. Yeah, dude. You know, that's that's you know that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and nothing is gonna evolve, like with a hundred percent of the same DNA. It's gonna be different. And and if they have the ability to travel, they are more advanced than us. So yeah. why why the why the fuck would they find us interesting at all? Not at all. You know, that's humans. Just, that's humans just, for you. You know, like uh, yeah. we're um very um self centered, a very self centered yep. race. Yeah. Uh, yep. 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 Very yep, ignorant. Yep. yep, yep. Yep, 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 ignorant, 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 you fucking ignorant. <laughs> we just had like this really deep conversation that we end with, you're ignorant. So ignorant, man, so ignorant. Fucking ignorant. Sounds like a, fuck. sounds like something from South Park for some reason. Um, uh, it's Michael Jackson from South Park. Oh my God. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> no, ig- that's what I was thinking about. Blanket. So ignorant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now that we're like almost an hour in, let's hear your story. So, um, we were already talking about the deep web, the dark web. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, dude. In the beginning of uh, the episode, um, I didn't know you were going deep web stuff. Yeah, dude. I'm. I. I have. I have such a passion for this stuff, and, and I don't know why. I. I I'm yeah. honestly. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I have uh, uh, the Tor browser on my desktop right now. Oh, dude, um, you're on some watch list somewhere. I know, right? No, definitely. If you're if you're on the deep web, <laughs> someone is watching your. Computer. Yeah. Um. But um. This. Okay. So this story. This is something that really happened. Uh, and I, I was very skeptical about it at first because like oh that didn't happen. But then I researched it. I'm like oh this is this is something that actually really happened. <laughs> Super scary. Uh, so um, ha- have you ever heard anything about Cannibal Cafe? 
Yes. Okay, okay. So, and I don't really want to say anything that I've heard because I want you to tell your story. I don't right. want to get into any of, yeah. So uh, Cannibal Cafe is a, uh, it's like a forum type website uh, on the deep web or the dark web, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is basically focused on uh, sexual adult fantasies and role play. Oh, right, I'm that have already, to do with cannibalism. And I'm this, already cringing. Like. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's gross. It's so gross. And it makes my it, made oh, my, it makes my stomach hurt so bad. It so makes much. my skin crawl. Yeah, you know? dude, because this is this is real. People are like this. There are people out there that are like this. Um, it's yeah, it's a mental health thing. No, really. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, I'm just gonna start out um, in in 2001. Uh, there is a huge news story. It was massive uh, about this uh, notorious German cannibal. Uh, and his name is Armin Maivez. Have you ever heard that name? I don't think so. Okay, okay. So Armin, uh, he okay. So in the beginning, he he went on this. Uh, he 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 had a, a fascination with cannibalism since since the age of eight. He uh, uh, just thought about eating people, and a, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people that are into you know psychology think. That this came from his family leaving him at a very young age, uh, and uh, maybe he had the want to keep people in his life forever. So by yeah. you know the way of keeping them in his life forever by like literally eating them and, and making them Je- a part of him. Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, exactly. Jeffrey Dahmer had yeah. that exact same mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's kind of crazy to think about that. That you know, there are people that. Oh, the way I'm going to keep somebody in my life forever is by you know making them a part of me. Well, there's like this huge explanation of from something as extreme as serial killers to something as simple as, like, domestic abusers, that they had some sort of trauma when they were very, very young, which Mm -hmm. is, like, a a huge developmental age for people. Oh, my God, yeah. That just just fucked up their mind, and and they just don't think the same way that we do. No, not at all. It's, um... It... Okay, this is so disturbing. I, um... So I'm just gonna warn anybody that's listening right now. If you uh, have, if if you are easily disgusted, and uh, you, I don't know, I, I just want to warn you because it's it's about to get pretty disturbing here. Okay. Um, okay. So. Okay. Uh, I'll see you later, man. All right. See you, man. Uh, so I just talked to nobody <laughs> for, for the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, I have a weak heart. So, Armin Myves, uh at the age of 43. Uh, decided that he was gonna act on his uh, act on uh, act on these fantasies. So he found the Cannibal Cafe and uh, you know discovered this whole community of people that were super focused on uh, cannibal role play. Uh, and uh, there's actually a lot of um, I don't know who actually posted first, but there's a lot of websites that say that uh, his victim, Burnt Brands. Uh, posted that he wanted to be eaten by somebody, but there's also a lot of websites that say that Armin was the first to post uh, mm. about asking like people if they wanted to get eaten. Uh, uh, so I don't know which is true yet, um, but uh, this is terrifying. So he he was obsessed with eating another man's body, and I don't know if it was like, he was obsessed with eating people in general, but he was just in- obsessed with eating another man's body. There was like um, a sexual element. To yeah, it. they're very sexual. Um, so he took to the deep web, uh, he found that forum, and, uh, he, um, posted a short, uh, blurb, kind of just, you know, saying, like, I have particular tastes, um, I want a well-built 18 to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Mm. He posted that, and he, 
he got like over 200 responses. J- ju- what? Just from that. 200 people. There were 200. Just, just from that oh one. My God. Yeah, no. So there are 200 people that were. I mean, I don't, you don't know if they were like, some of them were like, uh, you know, just, you know, role playing. Um, some of or them like might have been j- serious. joking around. Or yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't know that. But the, he had like. My, two- my brain just doesn't connect. Like. Right. How someone could see a post like that and get intrigued by it like that. I just don't get it. No, it's yeah, it's um, the human. Yeah. Human race, man. Um, So, yeah, he was looking for uh, an 18 to 30 year old uh, to be slaughtered and consumed. Uh, Got around 200 or so, uh, 200 or so messages back. Um, And he, he, he was sure that a lot of them were like fucking with him. So he began this like long, arduous process of going through these people and finding out who was really serious um, and he narrowed it down, took him a while, but he narrowed it down to a single person, um, named, uh, Burnt Brands, and this all happened in 2001. Uh, and Burnt Brands messaged him and says, I hope you're really serious. I am 36, Oof. I'm 36 years old, I'm 175 centimeters, and I weigh about 72 kilograms. Um, and at, at this point... You know, he he had found his victim. Armin had found the person he was looking for. Uh, both were very passionate about this. You know, but he was on one end of the spectrum. Armin was the one who wanted to eat, and then Bert was the one who wanted to be eaten. So um, they, thankfully, I mean, this is for them, not for anybody else. But they lived nearby, so they arranged a date for him to come to Armin's house. To, to to be eaten. So they literally arranged a date for these two to pe- two people to meet up and actually follow through with this desire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Um so for a while they just kind of like went back and forth, you know, like kind of like flirting with each other, you know, like sending each other sexual messages um saying, "Oh, I can't wait to eat you" and all that, but you know, one day it came to actually like to fruition. Um and uh, uh burnt messaged uh, Armin and was like, can't wait to meet you. I'm going to bring myself for breakfast. Uh, at which point, Armin uh, replied with, I'll have an appetite. Rely on that. Which is, oh so, which is so creepy to me. It's so it's so yeah. creepy. Um, I'll, eat, I'll eat you. I'll bring some breadsticks that you can munch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have, I'll bring like a little appetizer for you. God, um, this is terrible, man. Yeah, yeah dude. And this, this is all real. Um, so, yeah, uh, Armin invited uh, Burnt to his, uh, I think it was like a farmhouse, uh, which, which he had like a soundproof room, like already, like for this to like to happen. So like, like Armin is like preparing this for a long time. Like he mm. built, he had a room specifically for this. Uh, before he even, like, went onto the deep web to find this person. So, uh, Burnt Brands arrives at Armin's, uh, house. Uh, they, uh, you know, talk about their mutual interest. Um, and, uh, Burnt Brands had a, a, a fascination with computers as well as did Armin. So they talked about computers, they, uh, smoked cigarettes, they drank coffee, like they were old friends or something. Um, and it seemed like nothing out of the ordinary. Um... But this this is what really creeped me out right here. Uh, you know when you, a sexual fantasy is a sh- sexual fantasy, and 
until it becomes real it's like okay am i gonna bat out like am i gonna back out of this you know right right. like i don't know if i really want to go through with this so but that's what but that's what burnt brands went through at this point so burnt brands suddenly had a change of heart and he's like i want to leave i don't want to do this this is just a sexual fantasy not something i actually want to follow through with the cannibal cafe was the place that i went on to just to like you know role play um right and uh the cannibal, Armin Maivez, uh, convinced Burnt Brands to stay. So they had a physical relation. They had a physical relationship uh, that day with each other, and they, um, at that point, uh, Armin asked Burnt Brands to down twenty sleeping pills. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah, dude. With a half of a bottle of liquor. Oh God! Dude, yeah, no, died. this is this is this is death, um, and. Pretty much slowly, you know, prepared him to die. So uh, Armin puts Burn Brands in his bathtub, uh, uh, and, he, and he sets up a camera. So he, he wants to record this. He wants he wants this on film. He wants to remember uh, this. He recorded every last moment. God, fucking psychopath. Jesus. Yeah, dude, every moment. And the guy's still alive. And okay, first thing he does, like e- even even if this is who you are inside, right? Yeah, you need to know that this is wrong. Like e- even if this is what you in your fantasy want, you yeah. need deep down you know that this is like this is wrong and cruel. Yeah, th- yeah, this is this is fucked up. Yeah. Um, I I honestly feel bad for Burton Brands because I feel like uh, our meme is probably very convincing and just kind of like uh, yeah maybe he found someone that was very similar to him maybe like didn't well, have there, a lot of friends you know there's an argument to be said that both of them were mentally ill oh so, definitely like, both of them in some way are victims you so they're, know they're two bet... psychopaths with the same you yeah. know like uh, you know fascination they both meet each other yeah and... the, the difference is one of them is like aggressively psychopathic yeah. and the other one is is like passively psychopathic. Right, right. Um, so the, the guy's still alive, right? So Burnt Brands is still alive in his bath in uh, Armin's bathtub after taking these twenty, you know, sleeping pills and drinking the half a bottle of liquor. Um, and uh, first off, uh, Armin calmly, <coughs> calmly removes Burnt Brands' genitals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's still alive. Um, frying them. And eating them, as he reads a Star Trek novel and waits for him to die. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and dude, every I'm, oh. yeah, it's, it's this is horrible. And every fifteen minutes, he checks on Burnt Brands to see if he, you know, had actually passed. And you okay, buddy? <laughs> this <laughs> y'all good, man? I just want to make sure you're. Do- you I, need I, I'm, a water. I'm, I'm getting hungry, man. Like I need. <laughs> yeah. I'll grab you a Snickers. <laughs> you're you not yourself it. when you're hungry. <laughs> I want. You- yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like a pop star, just like chilling yeah. in the bathtub. Um. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So he's checking his vital signs like every 15 minutes. Um. And at this point, Armin gets bored, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna stab him in the neck. So stabs him in the neck. So okay. So here, here's my thing. This this may be a controversial for, thing for me to say. Right. But up to this point, um, it's all consensual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically, nothing. Even though this is sick yeah, and dude. gross and twisted, nothing that they've done is illegal. I mean, yeah. I don't really know what the laws are over there, right? But no, you're right. But, you're totally right. Like at the end of this, I explain what happened. But once, um, yeah, once you decide to like stab someone that you've you've you're officially 
Yeah, that's that's no longer consensual. No, but um, unfortunately, oh, just wait. Man. Um, so yeah, he grew tired of waiting, stabbed him in the neck, uh, and uh, after this, um, he explains to authorities later that you know after he killed him, he uh, you know fried him up, he decorated his table with the nicest candles he could find to set the right kind of mood, and then he bit into a rump of steak that he had taken. From Burt Brand's back. And Damn it. he described the taste to authorities as pork. But much, yes! But much stronger. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, it's just, oh, man. Um, so, yeah. imagine that. Like, imagine actually tasting human flesh. I, like, dude, seriously, this, is, this isn't even a joke. I don't eat pork. I can't eat pork because it grosses me out because pigs and humans... Taste so much alike. Like, well, well they're, they're composed of, like, the same fucking fats and nutrients mm-hmm. and it's just the same thing it's ugh it's gross um and this is something he had yearned out like for over like 40 years he wanted to do this for a very long time and he's finally doing it you know um and like i said before like psychologists said that like this is you know coming from him le- like losing his family at such a young age and uh he just started to sexualize cannibalism as a way to like pe- people in his life like forever mm. um so uh he uh uh he kind of became obsessed at this point, you know. He's like, I finally tasted human meat. I'm going to try again. So uh, he went back to Cannibal Cafe and, you know, started posting again. And there were a couple users who were like, okay, this is getting creepy because this website is specifically for people with fantasies. And this is for role-playing only. And it says at the top of the website, this is for role-playing only. And here's this fucking dude who's coming on and using it as, like, a resource. Dude, and he's being super cocky about it. He's posting on it. It's like, yo, I've killed. I killed before, uh, and I've eaten, you know, people before, and I would love to do it again if anyone's interested. And, you know, you know, someone at this point is like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna tell the authorities. I'm going to tell someone yeah. what's up here. Thank so. God for yeah. that pervert on this forum. Yeah, dude. Um, so someone tells the authorities, uh, and... Um, uh, the police traveled to uh, Armin's farmhouse. They investigated, you know, further to see if they could find anything more out. Um, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary until they uh, went into his freezer. And uh, they saw that it had, like, a false bottom. So it was like a, like a, like a trap door inside of, the, inside of the freezer itself. And under- so they moved, they moved the freezy pops and they moved the... Yeah, the all, all the normal and- things that are probably in there, right? And they, underneath, there was a weird-looking meat. Um, and Armin was like, okay, that's just from, like, a wild pig that I killed, you know? I, I killed a wild pig, and that's, you know, the meat I'm keeping in my freezer to eat later. Um, but they had later determined, you know, scientifically that, uh, it was human flesh. So, Jesus. Th- yeah, dude, so, Burnt Brand's body, a little bit of it was left in his freezer, and I guess he was kind of, like, keeping it as, like, a prize, like, oh, I had done this, and this is something to remember that by. Um, so, yeah, that, that murder, you know, it's awful because, like, this poor person, like, he was gonna, like, back out. You know, and yeah. he was convinced to like go f- like through with it. Um, and, well, also uh, considering how long he was alive in that bathtub, there's like a very good chance he would have still been alive afterward. Yeah, dude. Ugh, it's, uh, just imagine seeing yourself, you know, being eaten by another person. Like just looking, like oh, like well, there's my foot, and now it's going into this person's Jesus. mouth and being consumed. Um, so uh, this was taken to court, obviously. Um, and uh, all of all of our means lawyers were like, uh, well, this was consensual, you know. Like, uh, we're not going to call this murder because it's what like. What do you think? Someone, I I always think of this when I see like a serial killer being represented on trial. Yeah. 
how do those lawyers live with themselves? I know, I know. Like that's like that's why I like I I, I always like when I was a kid I was like maybe I'll be a lawyer one day because like actors actors like some actors like just like there's like a like a want to be a lawyer in a way because it's like uh, you're kind of like as an actor I mean as a lawyer you kind of have to like you have to act. You know, like, yeah, you you have to take what your client says as, and you have to act know. upon that. So it's like it's yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of like a script. You're like, okay, let me you know memorize this script and let me go forth with something that's gonna like convince these people in the jury that uh, this is all real. Right. Um, it's kind of like theater. Um, right. But yeah, all the, all the lawyers, you know, were like, oh, this is a mercy killing. You know, like, is this is consensual? Um, and uh, the you know the judge reluctantly agreed, which is so sad. Um, really? Yeah. So this was technically not a murder under the current laws, but rather simply a case for two psychopaths accidentally discovering each other and following through with a really sick plan, like kind of um, like a shared psychosis sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's my story's almost over, but the thing that's the thing that's crazy about this whole situation. Um, there's, there's still, like, a bunch of, like, websites that are actually, like, all about this on the deep web, like, cannibalism. Um, right. So many still exist to this day. Um, and, uh, crazy thing about this whole thing, um, is that Armin, at this point in time, uh, only, you know, spent eight years in prison, I think it is, eight years in prison, mm. um, for the murder, which is not a lot for prison at all, like, that's nothing. No, no. Nothing. Uh. Uh, for, um, for for murder, you oftentimes get life. Yeah, and this is nothing. Um, but Armin is now a vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good, good for him. Yeah, good, good I, for him. I, I like Armin. <laughs> <laughs> what a great guy, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, I I had heard a lot, like a lot about this story before, because I I uh I became kind of obsessed with the with the deep web, living in New York City, and. Uh, um, I, I heard about the story like in a YouTube video a while back and I never yeah, really, I, I actually didn't cannibal. think it was real, you know, I didn't really right. think it was... I've, I've heard of Cannibal Cafe, but I, I, I've never heard this. Yeah. Like, and this, this is crazy. This is, the, this is like the biggest case, uh, to come out of the deep web for cannibalism, like ever. And, uh, Jesus. it's all been proven to be real. And, uh, yeah, Rembrandt's, uh, was killed by, um, Armin and eaten. Man. Yep. That's crazy. insane, man. Yeah, That's man. absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, it's um, it, it fucks with me because it's like, there, there's definitely people you've probably walked by a cannibal in your lifetime, someone that wants to eat you. You know. Now let's 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 just reiterate real quick. Stranger danger. Yeah, guys, guys for real. <laughs> Don't meet with people you meet on the internet, even if they say they want to eat your genitals. <laughs> Don't trust that shit. They're gonna stab you in a bathtub. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, yeah, don't. Just don't do it, guys. Stay off the internet. Actually, just go... Stay off the internet. Let's let's just, go back just, to, like, 10 years ago when we didn't have all... I mean, like, no, 20, 30 years ago. Everybody just, just, you know, retract from civilization, buy yeah. a tent, live in the woods. There you don't go. Don't talk to people. Find, like, two people you like. Your mom and a girlfriend That's all. That's all. It's, then, you know, that's the only important. Yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. Family's important here. Friends are Family's important. important. Get off the internet, you know? Get off the internet. Stop listening to our podcast. I'm joking. No. Yeah, uh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Jesus, dude. That's um, insane. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm actually really interested. I'm, I think I'm gonna start, uh, um, like here and there. I think it'd be really fun to just kind of like, uh, you know, pull eat up a, people. A, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> hey, Paul, are you interested in being eaten? Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll yeah. watch you eat like a lot of my hair. Okay. All right. Well, because we'll it'd be kind of funny. I, I feel like it would be. I feel like you'd have a hard time doing it. And no, I, I would sit there and kind of be like, <laughs> he's choking. That'd be gross. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Dark web, guys. Deep web. Don't don't go don't, on it. Yeah, for real. Don't go on. Like, it. There's a lot of shit it, that goes down you, there. You, it, it sounds intriguing and it sounds interesting, but it's really just like remember the black market used to exist. Yeah, it still does, but it, now it's online and it's yeah. on the dark web. Um, and, and so you, I, I, the last you, time I went on tour, um, the browser uh, there there was Hitman services. Uh, you know, uh, websites you know selling drugs like cocaine and meth and heroin. God, uh, just there's just one. Um, oh, I don't, never mind. I don't even want to say this one just because yeah. I don't want people to look it up. Just yeah, just, don't look it oh, up. God. Just don't look it up, guys. It's there's, yeah. There's we live just in a like, dark I'm not world. gonna. I don't want to tell anyone how to find it or or what the resources or anything yeah. like that. But there's essentially this site that will just if you if you get involved in it in some way, it'll mm-hmm. they'll just ruin your fucking life. Okay. Yeah. Like don't. that's the whole point of it. And oh god. Yeah. Um. If if there is a hell. It exists on the deep web, so so scary, and and it's the majority of the internet too. Is, yeah, is like stuff that you can't find through Google. It's mm-hmm. just there's a whole know. there's a whole big part of the internet that's just hidden away, and uh, the only way you can get to it is um is if you web. know where to look. Yeah, yeah if, exactly. If, if you have one of those browsers, it, it's like why would you ever type in cannibalcafe dot org? Is it? Dot I don't gov? know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want people to know. Like it's um yeah, just don't go. Just don't go on it. Because yeah. like we said it before with the webcams, you know, people know how to hack into those things. You never know who's watching you for real. So right, put tape over your webcams, people. Yeah, seriously. You think you think even I'm on your joking? Phones, but... Even on your phones, for real. Like you never know. Like, well, I, I take pictures with my phone, Drew. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, Instagram, man. You need. That I gotta shit. have some. I gotta have some fun with my technology. Right, right. Come on. <laughs> the government's watching us right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Um. But yeah, this is um, yeah. How, what what do you um? Did your stomach hurt while I was while I was talking about this? Because mine, my, my, mine no, did. my my skin crawled. I just like there yeah. was a there was a period of time when when he was like you were describing him in the bathtub and taking yeah. the drugs and stuff like that. I just kind of like curled up and I was just like fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. You dude. know, like it's so disturbing. Um, and, and I really do. I said this very on in our podcast. I'm so much more intrigued. By nonfiction than fiction because mm-hmm. like I, I can't I can't get scared or interested in something that's like fake. Why mm-hmm. why would I watch a drama and you know be like, oh she she left her boyfriend? <laughs> like I, it's there's yeah. there's so much nonfiction information uh-huh. that you can find that is just crazier than anything you'll you never know what's true with, or not. With the exception of fantasy. I fucking love my Lord of the Rings, you know? Oh, yeah. I fucking love my Dungeons and Dragons. That so you, you got to go to the extreme. You got to be like, there's elves and gnomes and griffins and unicorns and minotaurs and werebears and owl bears. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. You want to? You want? You want to know something? I I forgot to mention. I just saw it now in my notes. What? Um. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, our I don't mate, know. Do Do I want to know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's kind of gross. Um. Apparently. Jeez. Apparently, it was, this was consensual, but apparently Armin actually fed uh, Brands a little bit of his dick before they fried uh, it. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Just imagine that. Before he fried it? No, no after he fried it. So he, After he, he fried it. Okay. They both consumed it, uh, like, before he was, like, dead. 
Um, that, oh man. Yeah, dude. Kind of just to share the experience with him. He's like, all right, here's a little bit of, you know, you. <laughs> I actually, I, I watched a movie called Feed, which is a really, really disturbing oh, God. Uh, movie. It's, it's essentially about this guy who is dating this, like, severely obese. And when I say severely obese, I'm not um, fat shaming anyone. This, right. this woman was, like, uh, in the movie, she was, like, 400 pounds. Okay. And, um... He it's like the skinny guy and he's filming her and he's telling her she, she's beautiful and he's feeding her and it turns out that he's on the dark web oh, no. and he is essentially running this scam where people can gamble and, and bet money to see how fat he can get these women before they die. Oh, like a red room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, uh, there's a scene in that where uh, the police officer who's investigating the situation walks in on like two lovers and one of them is chopped off their Genital, genitals and uh, the other guy's eating it and uh, frying it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so I, I wonder if that that part of that movie, which if you watch that movie, you just have a strong stomach. It's got an interesting ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wonder if that part of the movie is based off of this story you just told me. It's a high, very high possibility. Yeah. Just because of how specific those details are. Yeah. You know? Yep. Ugh, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Gross. Humans suck, man. Humans are gross. Well, Drew, you have effectively ruined my day. <laughs> I'm glad. I- <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that you have been successful in your Halloween special. Hell yeah, I, man. You know, most most people, they'll be like, let's have a Halloween special. We'll talk about Frankenstein and mummies. We're like, we're going to talk about dick eating. <laughs> <laughs> we go there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's that's kind of why we're, you know, we've in a way trapped ourselves because we're specifically telling nonfiction stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but um, uh, next week... Uh, I guess Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. What, what day is Halloween? Um, it's is it the thirtieth or the thirty first? It's the thirty first. Thirty first. Okay, um, uh, I'm pulling my calendar point, right now. Point being, Wednesday, yeah, we're gonna Wednesday. release. It's Wednesday, yes. so let's say Tuesday. Let's release our like Halloween special. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna tell one of my ghost stories. Oh, I'm gonna tell one too. I have a good one. I think. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, you have a lot of ghost stories. I yeah, have three. dude. Yeah, <laughs> you have three. Okay. I think one three. one of them has to do with you. I'm just gonna say that. Um, okay, don't yeah. don't tell the one that we both know. Okay. Don't tell the one that revolves around Morciel, the movie that we're going to be releasing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys are excited. I'm so excited <laughs> right now. It's insane. Um, because yeah. while we were actually filming that movie, there was a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what, what we talked about doing was we want to release the movie this year as a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Uh, let people watch it. Let people get into it if they like it and, mm-hmm. and spread it around if they want to. And then next year, we'll maybe... We'll talk about um, all the shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about, like, the creepy shit that happened because there's stuff that happened with weirdos in the neighborhood and yeah. there's also stuff that happened that is kind of unexplainable from, like, a p- paranormal perspective. Yeah, there was some crazy um, stuff that went around, you know, while we were filming the shit. So, um, well, we, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very stressful... Yeah, it was insane, dude. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, um, t- to put in context, we made more CL, the movie that we're releasing. We wrote it in maybe a week. Mm-hmm. We filmed it in about a week and then we edited it in probably collectively like three months <laughs> yeah it was it, it this honestly this is probably the biggest project you and i have worked on together ever like uh, uh, it's massive I'm, I'm positively sure about that yeah. um, and i'm very excited for everyone to to see it and to let us know what they think about it yeah yep we're, yeah very excited yeah um do you have anything else that you want to talk about drew we're we're really far and we're like an hour and a half yeah dude um i uh i just hope you guys enjoy this up i'm sorry if i made you sick uh you know, um, but, I'm not. 
Yeah, we have I'm, Paul's I'm not. glad you're sick. Yeah, yeah, get sick. Throw up, okay? You know, throw up in your car while you're listening. Please. It means that we've been successful. We are successful. Um, but yeah, um, I just want to say that I'm having a lot of fun with this podcast. I um, I really do Dude, see... Dude, me too. Yeah, I, I like a lot of fun. I, I don't know if I've had I, this I, much fun, like, creating something in a long time. It's just so, it's so, like, I, I love stories, and yeah. I've spent so much time in my life just reading these stories, and now I have an opportunity to, like share them and do it in like a constructive way and right. um you know and we're, just, we're uh, entertaining people you know that's and we're the, entertaining that's people it's fun to do i like talking to you you know yeah I love talking and to you, uh i i look forward to many more episodes of this same dude same um okay fuck you drew fuck you paul uh fuck you guys fuck you audience <laughs> yay we did Woo! another episode <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Dicks. guys. Seriously though, go dick fuck yourself. eating, cannibalism. <laughs> go eat a dick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or a vagina, whatever you're into. Okay, um, we need to leave. All right, okay. see you guys. <laughs> see you. Bye bye. All right, bye.